to another Summon of the Nameless podcast. It's me, your host, Samuel Forrest Butler, and this is a brief introduction into the Star Wars podcast. Well, I wouldn't say Star Wars in general, even though it kind of was. We bounced a lot, but it's uh, the post-episode 9 review episode if you want to call it that. The problem is I accidentally deleted eight minutes of Colin's audio by accident. <sniffs> Will I ever learn? Probably not. But hopefully I can do a little bit better on that. But tune in and enjoy the episode with the great Colin McGrath. It's tough from those leaks that claimed to happen. Like the reason Palpatine wanted a family was because, oh, Vader killed me. So I want, you know, Vader killed me because of the power of love, so I want to find a way to corrupt it for myself and start a family. (laughs) And when I read that, like, as soon as the Han Solo thing happened after reading Game of Thrones leaks, I'm like, if this is true, I want to walk out of this theater. (laughs) Like, I'm going to rage. Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, it was... It had so many different... uh, Like, there was just so much jam-packed into it. And I I understand they had to close... Like, they had Mm -hmm. to... They had to tie up loose ends. Like, I... I get it because they wouldn't have had Snoke closure. It would have been like, who was this dude? Yeah, but like showing that quick shot of the clones was fine for me. Yeah. Like, which is, that, that's pretty much ever, what everyone was saying as soon as they revealed him in episode seven. Like, oh, Palpatine tried to clone himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. it made sense too because he's like, his face is kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. Like, it would make sense if, like, you know, your first clone would be like, didn't turn out so well. Yeah. I just hated how they jumped right into it. No yeah. surprise. Like in all, we were talking about this earlier, kind of like before we started mm-hmm. recording, how much they had to have shot for that movie. Yeah. Editing that mess was probably, oh my gosh. Apparently like a four hour version exists. <laughs> it would have to. Yeah. Because like, kind of like, you can't tell me that all the planet mm-hmm. jumps and all the glorified fetch quests they had, they couldn't have figured out a more like a better way to strategically sprinkle in the Palpatine yeah. reveal like well, it's because uh JJ decided to you know splice half of what he was going to do for episode eight into this movie oh my gosh yeah that's the other thing too is like I think one of the overarching problems with the whole series was the production wasn't necessarily bad but it, it kind of lacked direction yeah. they needed a roadmap for what they were doing and they I feel like they allowed fan backlash to drive what they were doing too much. Yeah. Because, like, for Force Awakens, I understand why it was a New Hope carbon copy, essentially. It's because they wanted to show they respected the original material, and that's what fans right. have been, you know, mad with the prequels about. They're like, it's too different. We want something like the originals. And then Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson was allowed to go in his own direction. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, this is too different. But that's the problem, is <laughs> yeah. like... Episode eight wouldn't have been that bad had they cut out the Rosen Finn. Yeah, arc. Canto Bite cut it out, and it's completely out. And that movie is salvageable yeah. at that point. Yeah. Maybe like mention the reason they're not telling anyone the plan is because they're like, okay, we don't know hyper tracking exists. We think there's a spy on this ship. Like, and the person who just wiped out half of our fleet is leading a mutiny. Like, he may have turned, especially with them talking about him being a spice runner in Episode nine. It's right. very possible people aren't going to be as trusting as Leia was. It would have added more substance to his character because he's just the hotshot. He's yeah. the headstrong hotshot the mm-hmm. whole time. But in reality, it would have been cool bringing up his past. Like, he hasn't always been with the Resistance. Yeah. Or he hasn't always been this altruistic with his motives. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. He just, he because of his ego, he just yeah. got literally half a force killed. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is, this is kind of rough. Yeah. It's kind of rough, bro. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I... I 
I don't know. Episode eight had a lot of good stuff, like the throne room scene. Oh, fantastic! 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 Awesome. The Holdo maneuver was fantastic as well. Now, one thing. Okay, so I'm going to try to not bounce around from problem to problem yeah. as much as I can and create clear statements. Mm-hmm. That's what I had problems with. But another one. Luke Skywalker and Leia Skywalker are pretty much worthless this time around. They, kind of, yeah. They they turn them like they dampened down their powers. Like, well, uh, more Luke, more Luke than mm-hmm. anything. Because in the expanded universe, Luke was like unbelievable how strong he was. Well, I feel like we got robbed. Seeing I was going to say though. that's a different Luke. Because um, when you go back to the original trilogy and see really how he's quote unquote trained, yeah, it's. More just him focusing. He's never really trained on how to move on past his flaws. He's just trained to achieve a goal. Right. And he's never really taught how to overcome obstacles, which I can see. That's a good point. Jedi Academy failing. He's going to be like, okay, I don't know how to do this. It's going to be better if the Jedi die because anytime someone tries to make a new Jedi order, it's failing. I just... I wish we could have seen Luke do more stuff. Yeah. Like, I am I was, yeah, who wasn't on board with him being like, yeah, the Jedi suck, because they do suck. Yeah. The Jedi do have tons of flaws. Like, you know, the fact that it was a bunch of, I like... I mean, the fact there's a baby Yoda kind of implies that Yoda and Yaddle did the nasty They had to have, dude. Yeah. They totally were like, carry on the species, we must. Mm. Rise in the council, you must. Mm. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein, I am. <laughs> You know he did. He totally, yeah, yeah. dude. He totally used his position. Oh, dude, Yaddle got me which too. Which is like the biggest round of hypocrisy ever. Because like if Anakin just be like, listen, I, I married Senator Amidala, he'd be like, hmm, fuck Yaddle, I did. <laughs> mm, confession I must make. Mm. <laughs> dude, it's so funny. God. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, make make a Jedi order that doesn't make people do crazy crap because you're like, no sex. Like, <laughs> yeah. there should be a recurring theme was... that, well, like, getting, like, taking sex out of the equation makes people do really funky stuff. Like... Yeah, because there's just all that sexual tension built up. I mean, just look at the Catholic Church. Dude, one hundy. <laughs> one hundy. Um, yeah, it, it literally does open up a ton of stuff. Because, yeah, like, in the expanded universe, Luke was like, listen, go to town. I really don't care. I got Mara Jade to be with, like. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I just, you know, we got to see him do the projection, which yeah. was cool. And the, the showdown was super oh, cool with so him great. and Kylo. It was very reminiscent of, like, a like a samurai mm-hmm. type of, of fighting style, like. Yeah. Broad and strokes. I do appreciate that Kylo wasn't arrogant enough to be like, no, nah, one ship needs to fire on him. He's like, no, that's Luke Skywalker. Everyone fire on him. <laughs> yeah, and it was funny how like Luke balked out and like, you know, brushed mm-hmm. it off. I just I I just wish we could have had more, more. from Luke. Yeah. It didn't feel like like this is supposed to be the end of the Skywalker saga, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like enough. Like, I don't think there was enough paid to the like enough yeah. homage paid to the Skywalker. I feel like they would have done more with Leia because they did mention there was going to be more of her training um, Ray if Carrie Fisher hadn't passed away. Right, Um, right. Which, what they did with her in episode nine, I really liked because they were able to at least make it, you know, seem like she was still there just using deleted footage. Right, right. Well, and and it was cool with the CGI scene, Mm -hmm. how it showed how her and Luke trained and, you know, she wasn't oblivious to it, but she's like, I'm not going to pick up the saber. Mm -hmm. I'm only going to use it 
or I'm only going to let a family member use yeah. it or somebody use it if the needs be. Mm-hmm. But it's oh, interesting. Yeah. Like her saber looks a lot like Kylo's did too. Yeah. Thinking about it. Yeah. It, it It's pretty interesting. I just, it, it just kind of stunk that like her big, like go away. What ultimately killed her was like bad. Yeah. Like a whisper. Like I get it. Like choosing of her own volition to go mm-hmm. and it's her time to become a force yeah. ghost. Like, okay, cool. But the fact it was just, Bad. Yeah. Like, you're telling me for the past twenty something years you couldn't have been like been like Ben. Like he's been conflicted yeah. this whole, whole time. time. If you would have said it to him when he was on the bridge with Han, might have might have might have helped. Might have. And again, like I'm pretty sure this is stuff that was written in just because they only had so much they could work with That's with true. Carrie Fisher's footage. So the latest stuff I'm willing to give a pass just because there was other stuff. It was very limited resources. Yeah, very limited right. resources. But it's just like the whole thing, the, the way they marketed everything. The mm-hmm. title of the movie is Rise of Skywalker. So what I heard is originally, and I don't know why they changed it, um, Ray was supposed to say dead and Kylo was supposed to start a new Jedi Academy on Tatooine. Yes, that's, yeah. That, yeah, that's the news, yeah. Yeah, and that would have been great because Kylo is definitely like the heir to Vader's legacy of turning to the dark and coming back to the light. Right. It would have been interesting to see him um, become a Jedi or like training a new generation of Jedi because he's kind of the ultimate person who would be able to do it because he's been in the dark side. He knows the temptations that are there and came back from it. And he can be like, listen, don't do this. Like there's people who are going to tempt you because of your own pride or you trying to live up to someone's legacy. It's a load of crap. Right. Yeah. He had so much substance to his character. Yeah. Like watching him turn was so gratifying mm-hmm. because Vader Vader's in a mask. You can't you can't read his body language. Yeah. He's just kind of looking over like mm, my son's getting shocked. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I'll just eat this dude down this wait, shaft. Wait a second. Palpatine said I killed Padme, yet she pushed out two kids. Someone's been lying here. <laughs> <laughs> No, she gave up the will to live. <laughs> You're like, gave up the will to live? Well, this is a load of bullshit. <laughs> well, the canon thing is actually Palpatine like drained her life force to bring Vader back to life or keep him alive. Which would make sense. Yeah. Especially with how they you know, they incorporated that in the, into this movie, mm-hmm. which I was totally down yeah. with. Totally. Like, well, Force Drain like, finally being canon again, it was really nice because I've used it so much in Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> well, yeah like, yeah. like, you know, one of the greatest things about this new trilogy is that they push the envelope so much with new Force yeah. powers, which, why not? Which, like, it's not even new Force powers. All that stuff has been in old, was in right, the expanded yes. universe, and bringing it back in definitely was a step forward. Right. And when it gives you more to work with with mm-hmm. the Force instead of just being like, Force push or Force pull. <laughs> Lightsaber throw. Yeah. Like, Ooh, force lightning. Yeah, like, dude, I'd totally go to the dark side if I had my choices between, like... <laughs> yeah. Be like, yeah, I'd rather Animal shock. friendship or force lightning. <laughs> force lightning. Tough choice, but we're going to go this way. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to go the other route. Well, they... So the Skywalker ending was just... Because this mm-hmm. is this is Luke's story, ultimately. Yeah. Like, I loved what they did with Luke in episode eight, where, like, yeah, he sensed... Like, he was extremely powerful. It's mm-hmm. implied that Luke was the hope of the Resistance. Like, if we can get Luke back, we can go find yeah. Snoke, we can kill him, and then it's game over. Mm-hmm. Like, everything was about Luke. It wasn't about Rey being the savior. Yeah. It was about Rey Luke, finding Luke, Luke and Luke fixing the problem. 
And somebody of that recognition, it showed how flawed he was mm-hmm. because he was like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And the fact that he had a moment of very bad judgment, no matter how it looked between him and Kylo, mm-hmm. it was a mistake. Yeah. Where he was like, I shouldn't even have drawn my lightsaber. I shouldn't even been in the tent yeah. to begin with, even though I sensed the dark in mm-hmm. him. And, you know, that conflict of Kylo, Kylo feels very justified in that sense. Because, like, dude, your uncle tried to off you or (laughs) looked like he was about to off you. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can go. You're fine. You get a pass. You get a pass. Yeah. Of course. Nobody would stick around with the Jedi for that, you know. But his character is just relegated into just such a. There's no, like, blatant show of power. And then it's not even the physical manifestation of his power, like. Like, okay, he gets to lift the X-Wing out of the water mm-hmm. at the end. Okay. I mean, we get that in episode nine, too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, cool. What what else does is Luke mm-hmm. going to do? Because Luke was touted as such a strong character. Yeah. Okay, he force projects himself across the galaxy. Cool. Awesome. But, and then in terms of, like, wisdom. Okay, he, he comes to the conclusion that the Order needs to die, even though he freaked out when Yoda freaking pulled down the thunder and destroyed the temple and like his bits of wisdom to Ray. It was just like, yeah, I knew you were Palpatine big deal. Like, I like, it didn't feel like a large amount of wisdom was imparted upon Mm -hmm. Ray. Like that they were trying to flesh out that relationship of master and apprentice. And it, it didn't like, I felt more of a master and apprentice feel with Leia and, and Ray, which is how, again, if they had Carrie Fisher, I think that was the direction they were taking those two characters where uh, right. Leia was going to be more of her master because, you know, people have always wanted to see Leia take more of a forefront because she's badass. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Consoles, you know, a dude for uh, his, this old guy he's known for like five hours dying when her entire planet was wiped out. Yeah, like... Yeah. <laughs> Well, and the other thing that I didn't like, too, is that she's like, oh, I learned from Master Luke that he was looking for this Sith relic in this place, and this is where his trail went coiled, and we'll just pick it up from there. It's like, you were with him for like a week, and your relationship consisted of you two fighting. Oh, no, he, um, she read his journal. That's like, Oh, okay, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. So, um, I forget the actor's name, but uh, Pippin. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Monahagan. Dominic Monaghan. Yeah, that guy, yeah. yeah. Uh, so in the, like, visual dictionary, like, he has two full pages on him talking about how he's this Jedi, or, like, scholar on the Jedi Order and, like, ancient Jedi secrets that I'm guessing there was more between him and Ray's relationship of reading those old books. But because we had to stuff so much into this movie, that ended up getting cut. They were like, hey, we're going to have Pippin in this. He's kind of a notable guy. You might have seen him before. It's Pippin! <laughs> it's Pippin! He's going to be a glorified cameo. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, um, guys, we, we filmed so much more than this. Starting to feel like Jared Leto's Joker here. Like, dude, he's probably gonna be like, hey, extended cut, uh, <laughs> Star Wars extended cut, Lord of the Rings style. Mm-hmm. He picked what, up something from that. What, what what do you mean that I'm only here for a press release to push an extended cut of this movie? It just it feels like she was like, yeah, Master Luke told me I'll have to watch it again. But yeah, I, but it's no. She like picks up the journal and she's like, he wrote about like. This trail going cold. So it's more she was reading his journal trying to figure out this stuff. It's just so frustrating. Like, you know, she she speaks so highly of him, but they never really developed that master-apprentice relationship outside of... You know him teaching her how to balance some rocks. They kind of they kind of do in that deleted scene um, from the Last Jedi. And I didn't watch it. Yeah, so it's this scene where like he's talking about there are these raiders who come 
uh, and raid like the nuns or whatever. And she goes yeah. down to intervene because he's trying to teach her the Jedi's rule is only as a peacekeeper. You don't intervene and in how plants are supposed to happen. And it turns out they're not raiders. They're there for a party. Yeah. And then they kind of have a bonding moment over that where they talk more about the Jedi. Um, it's his third lesson that we never get in the actual cut of the movie. So they have more of a bonding moment there and you actually feel a master apprentice relationship, which makes her moment with Kylo so much more like heart wrenching because it's someone she thought she could trust. And then Kylo's like, yeah, he tried to kill me. And she's like, Oh, <laughs> the, the real betrayal there. Mm-hmm. And it just would add more, added more substance to Ray because yeah. one of the chief complaints about her character is she's just, everything works for her. She's mm-hmm. always just, there's, there seems like yeah, there's she no grind. actually doesn't really get injured in this movie. Thinking back on it. The only thing that happens is like Kylo clearly beats her in that mm-hmm. saber battle yeah. on the fallen death star clearly has yeah. her dead to rights and then Leia kind of stops and yeah. freaking cheap shots and I was like it was a cool scene but yeah that's a cheap shot and you're like oh, oh Ray like, that makes me hate you even more I was gonna say I don't hate Ray I like her as a character they just it never felt like she had any struggles which is why I wish they had gone all the way with that chewy fake out yeah because there would have been so much more like consequences for as pissed as I was in that moment mm-hmm. where I was like that's how Chewie goes. That would have been like, oh, or make crap, it, somebody you know, got killed. Or, you know, make it Finn or Poe or someone who doesn't have that Please, legacy. Or dude, Chewie. But dude, easily Poe. Yeah. Poe's just, Poe, you could have taken any point about Poe in the movie and they probably still could have got everything taken care of. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the only thing that really helped him is that he knew his way around the Starkiller. Yeah. That was about. No, you mean Finn? Finn, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, Finn. Yes, that's my bad. You could have taken anything out of Finn. Like, and obviously in this movie, they're teasing him being force sensitive. Like they had so much more of a story like written out for him, which everyone figured he had to have been a little force sensitive to hold his own with Kylo. In yeah, Force Awakens, but they went nowhere with him. Or you know, being a former stormtrooper is probably a compelling story that they didn't go anywhere with. Well, and it would have been cool to go towards the Kylo part of his redemption arc. Mm-hmm is not just sticking the landing and getting a pass because he does one good act yeah. at the end. It would have been his whole life is dedicated to training these people to use the force mm-hmm. now because it's not just Finn that's been hinted at. It was, it was that little kid at the end of yeah. episode eight when he pulls the broom over mm-hmm. and it's like, and like there's kids it out there. It seems like with The Last Jedi, they were building up that Luke's power was more... He used his power only because he realized the galaxy doesn't care that he screwed up. He needs to be a symbol of hope. Right. Because it's something people will rally to, even though no one rallied to it. And then they <laughs> rallied at the end of... Until Lando showed up. Until like... Lando rolled a nat 20 on his charisma check. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was another thing I hated about oh, this movie. Yeah. No um, one showed up when, you know, we were under siege, but now that everything's hopeless. <laughs> now that we're literally on, on, on Exegol, yeah. on Testicle Planet... And, and that was, I don't want to say that's a stupid name for a planet, but like you took the word icicle and just put X instead of an I like, Oh, here's another thing that pissed me off too. My little brother and I, I, I did, I made the mistake mm-hmm. of getting and on like Reddit. Star Wars does have like, you know, a history of just taking some lazy names like mine. Calamari was literally named because some guy had calamari for lunch and they needed a, I always found that so planet. interesting. Yeah. It was like, 
calamari and Akbar looks like a squid and uh, uh, the um, other species with the th- like tentacle faces yeah and three fangs are also like squid like yeah <laughs> you're like hmm, hmm. okay all right but here. at least they took it and like expanded on it to make it be like okay we know what we're doing but this is what the this is what the uh, local people look like like we're going all the way and wearing this on our sleeve as opposed right. to exit there's ice on it and maybe someone's going to be executed because the Sith, <laughs> the planet was really cool looking yeah. though. But one thing that, that kind of ticked me off, I made the mistake of jumping on Reddit. Oh God. <laughs> and I jumped on a thread mm-hmm. and they, I just commented randomly on something where they talked about how cool the scene was when Ray hears all the Jedi's voices and yeah. gets up and, does her thing and I was like yeah I mean it was kind of cool because I was paying attention to who was talking yeah. like oh I hear Anakin oh that's Ahsoka like oh they're there but it, you can't tell me it would have been so much cooler if in her she would have had a vision of all, and you see yeah. all of them force ghost like dude that would have been so kick ass well so I think the reason they didn't do it was because it wasn't their force ghosts because they didn't not a lot of them had force ghosts. no I would Imagine Ahsoka would, yeah, because she was very much on that enlightened pathway, right. uh, like Qui Gon and Obi Wan. Well, Carrie. Well, well, we know Leia was a Leia, Force Ghost. Leia, Luke was a Force Leia, Ghost. Leia, Luke, Ahsoka, probably, Vader, or, or, or uh, Anakin, Qui Gon, Qui Gon, Obi Wan, and and Obi-Wan, Yoda. Yeah. That's a great ensemble yeah. to have. But then they also threw Sam Jackson and Ayla Sakura and Kion Mundi. I say Sam Jackson, Mace Windu. Um, Mace, like they threw in, pay some respect. <laughs> they threw in all the Jedi we would recognize. I think Plo Koon was also in there. Ooh, Plo um, Koon would have been cool too. But they wouldn't have had Force Ghosts. It would just be their conscience. If they're gonna bring all of them, they got to bring in the goat, Coleman Trevor, or Trevor Coleman. What the, what's the guy's name? The one who uh, looks like a dinosaur, and then uh, um, he gets uh, he gets shot by Django oh, yeah. Fett in the second oh, one. Oh, Yarl Poof too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, we got to bring in all of them. Kit, Kit Festo. Kit Festo, yeah. Who gets one-shotted by uh, Palpatine. To be fair, what are you going to do when an old guy does a 920 spin <laughs> towards you? It is treason, then. It's treason. <laughs> Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Okay, I will say, I kind of, even though it was such a, we threw this in there because it's a meme, it was kind of great to hear him. The dark side of the force is a pathway to many <laughs> abilities. That I, I loved it at first. Yeah. I heard it, I was like, Oh boy! Oh boy! We're doing nothing with Palpatine in this movie. Shit! <laughs> yeah, I was like, I loved it that they paid homage to it, mm-hmm. but it's like, dude, he's so creepy, and yeah. like, there's so much you can do with him. Like, if mm-hmm. you give him original dialogue, like, not have him just repeat all his old lines. Well, know. and everybody was repeating lines. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Kylo said the exact same thing he said yeah. to Han. Well, that's because it was more memory in him, like playing out what he should have done. It was that's more, true. yeah. But it's so but, I, I'm fine with him repeating those lines because it was a good character moment. It well, got was, me kind of tearing up the second time I saw it. Well, and then the fact that everybody says, I got a bad feeling about, about this. this. Actually, Lando's the only person who says it in this movie. Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah. Lando says it in this one. We watched, uh, my little brother and I watch episode two, and, and Anakin says it in that one, yeah. too. It's like, can you let that phrase just stick yeah. like where it belonged yeah. originally, please? Like, please? Um, speaking of repeats, like, the Force theme is in every single piece of music in this movie. Yeah. And, like, as much as I love that theme, it's a special thing that only happens when important moments are happening in the Star Wars universe. Right. You don't just throw it around every time the Force is used. Well, and, and, and John Williams is such a good composer. Mm. Look at what happened with a uh, duel of the fates. Oh my gosh! I don't know why they cut that out. Like, 
Oh, yeah. Let's... Like, either that or Battle of the Heroes from Episode 3. That should have been yes. what was playing. Yeah, they, they, they needed... I, I, I don't know. But, like, going back to the original thing, so I commented, like, okay, but it would have been more cool if there would have been some Force Ghosts mm-hmm. and all that, and a bunch of the users were like, well, because they were on a Sith planet, the Force Ghosts couldn't have been there. I'm like, listen, kid. First off, that's not the Sith planet. Yeah. There were Sith there, but it's not the Sith planet. Well, it's a hidden Sith planet, but that's not Korriban. That's not, not, not yeah. right. Right. It's not Korriban. It's, it, it's not. It's not where they were all congregated for most of galactic history. Like, right. Yeah. That is not. No, no. <laughs> and also going off of that fact, too, it's like Ray was able to, able to tap into the dark side of the force on the. Um, um, the Octo. Luke, yeah. Yeah. Uh, on that planet with Luke. Mm-hmm. Like. It's not exclusive. Like, the Force in its good or bad is not yeah. mutually exclusive to a certain part. Which like, is why Luke was saying the Jedi should die, because they keep trying to take ownership of the Force when they it's don't not theirs. recognize it's just a living thing. Right. Right. And that that's something that really bothered me, because, dude, before that. So, my favorite, absolute, 100% favorite part of that movie, and maybe favorite part of the entire trilogy, was Palpatine. With the Force Maelstrom. Just, oh, yeah. And like, boom, taking down yeah, an entire fleet. fleet. Just, oh! Yeah, and that's some extended universe Palpatine stuff, because he did the same thing in uh, one of the extended universe stories when uh, there was an assassination attempt. Like, the entire Rebel Alliance just showed up at a planet to try and take him out, and he just wiped them. Just, <laughs> dude, that is so ballsy. Yeah. He took down an entire fleet and the panic that ensues mm-hmm. that's what i like about it it's not just he shoots the lightning and like you know they could have blown mm-hmm. up but the fact that they're just suspended in midair or just like no they're not falling suspended, they're falling yeah and just the doom like uh why is this not working oh we got shot and just watching them all fall to the ground and him cackling laughing i like, will say i do like they did that after lando showed up too because they're like oh we're gonna win this Fuck. They're like, oh, yeah. Sheev has something else to say about that. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, I just, it didn't feel as majestic when Ray hears these voices and stands mm. up and then manages to use two lightsabers to block the lightning equivalent to take down an entire fleet <laughs> with two lightsabers. Yeah. Also, Palpatine has been killed the same way in all three trilogies. Right. I'm like, you can't tell me he would have been that stupid again to be like, (laughs) I'm not going to turn this off. This won't go in my way. Wait a second. (laughs) This has happened before. I thought, um, so the first time I watched it, I thought, because I feel like they hinted at this um, with her training. She was going to lightsaber throw and cut him in half. The lightsaber throw was never incorporated. No. Um. Because, like, I do like how... That would have made more sense if she's barely struggling to hold him off with one, and then she's like, wait a second, I have another. Just freaking yeets that crap. Because she even does... Like, that's her kind of losing control in her training, or that's how she was doing combat, was she could use her staff and then could use the lightsaber to... Or she throws that lightsaber at one point. Right. Um, Well, and it sucks because Kylo didn't even really get to have a part in that fight. Kylo doesn't have a single line after he's redeemed except for Al. (laughs) He just gets yeeted down that hole, yeah, and and then comes back, and then crawls back up somehow. How cool it would have been if we could have got the Nolan theme from uh, the third Batman. Oh yeah, when he went crawling. But it's funny though because the chanting gave me yeah. chills. Oh yeah, with all the have have no back. idea who they are, why they were there, where they came from, but it was cool, dude. That was so cool. Oh, yeah. Just seeing how like the way it was shot too, like the color scheme was perfect. Well, like, um. 
what was cool well so i did notice some musical cues one um when Ray finds out she's a Palpatine, it plays more of a light side version of his theme. Mm. Um, and then two, during that battle, the chanting is, um, I think it's either to the tune of his theme. Like there was some repetition from John Williams there of like either Duel of the Fates or um, like that kind of low. Yeah. Yeah. But man, what chilling, chilling scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's why I don't completely disregard these movies. I'm yeah. not I'm not that pissed off about. At the end of the day, like it, it's a brilliant project. Like you still got really gratifying things that came from yeah. it. It's just at, it could have been better. better. At the end of the day, it's a franchise I've loved since I was five years old. Or as the movie says, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. <laughs> but like, I don't think they could ever do something that would make me just swear off it completely. Right. Apart from another holiday special. Oh. <laughs> What's the little one's name? Uh, Lumpy. Lumpy. Dude, Lumpy's just sitting somewhere like, when's dad going to come home? <laughs> I wouldn't come home either with that cackling little... <laughs> Dude, that was so funny. Especially because like... Dad's I'm... been on a smuggling run and uh, he hasn't been home in a few days. <laughs> I just love it how like... I'm pretty sure a lot of people said Leia was drunk for that. Oh, yeah. Like, they were all on something. Could you imagine that. reading that script and just being like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Luke was like in his Malibu, like tan. Like, Han Solo did not want to be there. Harrison Ford was just like, oh, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Money. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> then he got the paycheck. It's like, you know, the same thing that was going through his mind for Crystal Skull. Why am I here? What am why, I doing for why this? Why am I doing this? This is ridiculous. <laughs> But you know what's funny about Harrison Ford is his acting style makes it seem like he never wants to be in the movie that he's cast yeah. in. Well, like even in interviews for um like The Force Awakens, he's like, I did this for a paycheck. Like <laughs> Like, yeah, cash. Duh. Yeah, duh. Man, the scene with him and Kylo was so strong. Yeah. You I kind of. I, I was going to say I hated it at first because I thought they were making him a force ghost. And right. I'm like, you are breaking all kinds of canon here. <laughs> You're just like, oh, don't you dare! Don't you dare! <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm fine with you bending some stuff, but just straight up, he was never a force user, but his ghost is here. And, you're like, and then wait a second. And then you know, watching it again, I'm like, okay, this is actually a pretty powerful scene. When he's like, it's my, it's it's, it's, it's a my memory. memory, and I'm like, okay, the Death Star is still a pretty. It plays pretty powerful with the force and like echoes of what Han Solo, Han Solo and all that stuff. I still think it should have been Anakin. Oh my gosh, dude. I, that's another thing. Okay. So back to the star, back to the, how I don't feel like this did justice to the Skywalkers. Like you had Hayden Christensen do his voice. You had him agree to do the voice. He even wanted to voice Anakin in the Clone Wars series. Like he's wanted to get back into Star Wars. Yeah. And like the beautiful thing is, is that like, yeah, his acting was a little suspect. But but that was probably because of direction. He's good actor in some of the other stuff he's been in. But like everybody recognizes him. He's (laughs) Anakin. And any role that he's ever done in any other movie, it's, oh, look, it's Anakin. Yeah. Like, you know, he has that type of level. And it, I feel like it wouldn't have taken that much to film him and just mm-hmm. be like, hey, bud, uh, yeah, that voice you heard wasn't me or, yeah. you know, something along or those lines. Or him to be like, yeah, you screwed I've... up, kid. I did, too. At least you didn't slaughter a bunch <laughs> of kids. <laughs> He's like, it could be worse. Or if, or if you know, um, 
they really wanted to build that, you know, Kylo and Ray relationship. Be like, don't do what I did. Don't kill the woman you love for the dark side. It's not going yes. to get you anywhere. Yes, because it gets rid of that whole weird kiss. Uh, well, like, or even the kiss, like the kiss. Okay, yeah, like, the kiss was kind of weird, but like. The fact that, like, you're telling these people who are Force-sensitive that they need to get rid of romance because yeah. it, it affects their ability to manage the Force, mm-hmm. it's like, uh... I mean, it is very, you know, Game of Thrones, love is the death of duty. But they were also sworn to, like, a je- an order that they were supposed to serve unquestionably. Well, and if we bring in the equation, too, that, like, progeny has a huge part to play in mm-hmm. potential power, like, yeah. one of the biggest Which, reasons Ray's involved is because yeah. Ray, like, you know, Ray's Sheev... Yeah. yeah, Sheev's, like complete the ritual also can we talk about the fact that um as far as we know palpatine got more than luke did canonically dude (laughs) yeah so here okay so so let's take a look at all this so my buddy sent me something and you know the logistics behind it make it kind of funny because Mm -hmm. technically palpatine made anakin with plagius right yeah because they made him out of midichlorians Mm -hmm. So he's technically a child of, he's technically like one of Anakin's dads. Oh, it's fine. It's, you know, second cousins, I think, by the time we get to... More Game of Thrones like then. You're like, no, incest not... is in the equation? They're not siblings. You're like, hmm. Have you ever heard of Jamie Lannister? Ever heard of Cersei? See? Have you heard, heard of, of the, the Targaryens? Targaryens? <laughs> Oh, uh, that, yeah, that, oh my gosh, that, that would have been so funny, but. Oh my gosh, I just realized with the, with how it lines up, Kyla would technically be um, part of the younger generation than Ray was, so it's yes. really the Jon Snow, Daenerys, like, relationship. Yeah, that would have been his aunt, that's yeah. what it would have been. Yeah, something to that effect, yeah. Yeah, that would have been his aunt, 100%, that would have been, so, oh my oh gosh. God. He's like, wait a second. Mm. But I don't think but they. I don't think they're they, not genetically related. But just, Anakin didn't really know that he was created by. No. Like he just knew there was no dad like around. Like they reveal in one of the like tie-in comics that Palpatine did influence the Midichlorians to create Anakin because he's like, hmm, there's this Jedi prophecy that a chosen one's supposed to bring balance to the Force. I'm going to use that in my favor. <laughs> he's like, I'll make the chosen one. Um, it, I don't think it's considered canon anymore. But in the Revenge of the Sith like novelization for. Uh, for the movie, uh, Anakin and Palpatine's confrontation is so much more drawn out, and there's so much nuance to it because, when uh, because Anakin finally is like, I've been having these visions. Padme's going to die because Palpatine's know they've been married, and um, they have all these long con conversations. And eventually, Palpatine's like, Anakin, what do you want? I'll give it to you. And Anakin's like, What do you mean? Like, if I say that speeder out there, and Palpatine's like, Yeah, it's yours. He's like. You could outfit a battle cruiser for that. Fine, I'll throw in a battle cruiser too. And they have this whole conversation. Palpatine finally reveals himself, and Palpatine's like, "Listen, I can help you save your wife, or you can kill me right here, right now." When I said you could have anything, I didn't. I'm not saying my life isn't part of that equation. It's your choice. Sheesh. We yeah. knew the Sith knew about the Chosen One prophecy. We weren't going to sit behind and just let it happen. Oh my goodness, that would have been so cool to mm-hmm. see. Yeah, especially because like the seduction of Anakin Skywalker it's like that yeah like he kind of hints at it at the second where he's mm-hmm. like well throughout the whole movie he's like oh we can't wait to see your progression yeah <laughs> that's the uh, first one. Oh, yeah the, yeah yeah that's the first one and then the second one he kind of has a few points where he's like look at you Anakin and he's yeah. like I couldn't do it without your mentorship mm-hmm. you know and then the third one 
Ever told you the tale of dark places? Which I do like the fact to bring someone back from the dead. It seems like you have to sacrifice yourself, which is something the Sith would never do. Right. Yeah. Right. Because it's not about self-sacrificing. It's always about bettering your station. Bettering yourself and, you know, keeping knowledge to yourself because you never want someone to know more than you. Well, well, and the rule of two is so interesting, Mm -hmm. too, because it's always about climbing the next rung and then holding on to your power. Which is pretty much how Palpatine, you know set up imperial administration he's like i'm just going to keep making everything irrelevant until you get to grand moff so you've just got to kill your way up <laughs> he's like well we're having tryouts <laughs> but that's what makes palpatine so cool is because mm-hmm. he found a way to break the rule yeah because he's like yeah you can kill me but i'm not going to die like yeah it's gonna transfer my conscience into another clone yeah. or i wish they would have explained how he had like survived because oh. either he transferred his consciousness or Man, instead of going on 15 fetch quests, I would have yeah. so much rather would have seen Palpatine giving the nuances. Like, also, just not even, it wouldn't have had to been like 20 minutes worth of content. Dude, just watching the, like, ha, like if his body would have mm-hmm. been eviscerated and seeing yeah. some type of etherealness of, like, his... his I mean, it, like, in um, Return of the Jedi, we do get that scene where, like, just that blue energy kind of, like, whooshes out of the Death Star. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Also, thinking about the Fesh Quest with that dagger, like, who stood on that hill, like, sketching out where the throne room was and then took it to a forge and was like, sorry, make this. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Yeah. It's like, it you're was reaching. so, you're like, reaching. so much of this felt like it was out of a video game from the 90s. It's like, you can't tell me you could have found, like, I don't care that they had her go back to mm-hmm. the fallen Death Star, but, like, that was a cool you, moment. You like, can't, you can't tell me there was a better way to be yeah. like, uh, yeah, because when I saw it in the trail, I'm like, okay, is she going on like more of a spiritual journey of they're trying to figure out how Palpatine came back, like, and not just how to get to him? Right. Dude, that would have been so mm-hmm. cool to see, but instead, it's just, you know, I love Ray's or Ray's dark saber, the vision. Oh, that she, was cool. Oh, yeah, that everyone's cool. like, that is so useless. And then in the movie, they're like, no, it's not. You could trap someone's lightsaber, and they're fucked. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was so yeah. neat. Well, and especially because that mechanism that she used, mm-hmm. like kind of the the rotating, yeah. Instead of just having a hilt and mm-hmm. then just you know having basically dual saber yeah. shoot out, like, oh, that that was cool how she basically just mm-hmm. cranked it back. And... I do will say I liked her lightsaber at the end too because if you pay attention, she built it out of her staff. Oh, so that's the hilt. It's the two ends of her staff like together. So then, okay, so here's a couple things too. So I heard that Star Killer base. It was actually the original planet where they held all the kyber crystals. Ilum, yeah. It's it heavily Ilum, implied yeah. that they gutted out Ilum, and that's how they made the base. So at that point, there weren't any kyber crystals. Uh, so Ilum isn't the only place where kyber crystals are. Okay, gotcha. yeah, uh, there are a couple other planets, because I think they addressed that in Clone Wars and Rebels. And then the significance behind her lightsaber, from what I've been told, is that the yellow was some type of guard. Like, it was basically like the Sentinels is what it was? So that's from old extended universe canon, because it goes back to uh, Nice the old republic because when you choose your jedi class in that game they say you know guardians use um blue lightsabers and that's more the melee heavy um sentinels are a mix of force powers and melee weapons and then there's one more um so the sentinels like are the green yellow one? Oh, yeah, Sentinels oh, yeah. are yellow, and then the Force-only users have green lightsabers, mm-hmm. uh, which they kind of tried to kind of implement with known like Jedi at that point from, I think, only Episode 1 had come out, or maybe mm-hmm. Episode 1 and 2. Um, but ever since the canon's been rewritten, there's really no significance to lightsabers other than it's what calls to your 
personality. Mm, okay. Um, Yellow Sabres have shown up with like Jedi Sentinels um, in the Clone Wars, but they were more just Temple Guardians. And then Ahsoka has a uh, Yellow Shoto Saber. Yes, yes, because we were watching that, how it's kind of more of a dim... Yeah. It, it looks like a lime green one mm-hmm. almost. But... It's more of a dim yellow. Yeah. So why do you think Ray took on that new color? Uh, I'm guessing it was the only kyber crystal she could find because she may have just found more supplies from either a hideout Luke had or Obi-Wan's hut. Or maybe if, Maz, maybe if Maz had one. Maz may have had... We never found out how Maz found Anakin's lightsaber. I just realized that. They're like, it's a story for another time that you'll never hear. She's just yeeting around. It's like the, Zuko's in mom and Avatar. Yeah, dude. We never found out about well, Zuko's mom. Well, uh, there's a like comic book that came out that talks about Zuko's mom. And, oh, yeah. I didn't know about that. But yeah, like the thing that I don't like is Disney has made it. You have to read like all the books to really get like all the subtle nuances they're doing in the movies. And I don't like that because originally the Star Wars books were there because someone was bored and like, eh, I want to write more about this. Well, it held us over from 1983 until like, what, <laughs> 1999, 16 years. And like, like, there was a lot of stupid shit in there, <laughs> but there was some good stuff too. <laughs> we right. got, the, we got the Old Republic out of it, but yeah. for every Old Republic, we got the Yaz on Vong. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're force immune. Oh God. Like, oh, please. <laughs> Um, there's there's a lot of different influences, but yeah. maybe it was kind of like because you know how Mace had the purple lightsaber yeah. and that kind of symbolized his balance of how and then like the his fighting style. Yeah, his fighting style of vape pad is taking the dark side of the force inside yourself and channeling it. Man, Mace Windu was such a badass. Yeah. Oh, it sucked. He got. Oh, that was such a heartbreaking mm-hmm. scene. That's what this movie kind of missed is like the heart. There's there really isn't much. Kylo like, and Han having a final talk, and then that yeah, like yeah. that is huge. But then like when Leia goes, we're like, okay, mm-hmm. like all right, she she's peacing. Yeah. See, like it would have been better again if Carrie Fisher hadn't died, and but yeah. you knew it was coming. Thanks a lot, yeah. Carrie. <laughs> <sighs> nah, but like you not know, not that I'm saying you know. Oh God! But when Kylo died, died, everybody but, yeah. expected Kylo to die mm-hmm. because he was a genocidal war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Monger. which is why it would have been so much better if he was the one making the Academy at the end. Like, yeah. I have to redeem myself and make sure no one else takes this path again. That would have been hilarious if, like, Ray showed, like, if Ray would have lived too, and they show up back to the base with Kylo, and they're all like, <laughs> um, party's over. <laughs> this party's over. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that what Mace says when he That's shows up? That's what Mace says when he shows up in episode two, yeah. That's another guy. Count, Count Dooku was a cool, cool, cool yeah. character. And, like... Ah, uh, yeah, the whole problem of you have to read the extended universe stuff to understand, or the books and the comics to understand what's going on, goes back to between episode two and episode three, because there were so many great Clone Wars stories. That, a lot of stuff. That really, like, highlight why Anakin was falling out of favor with the Jedi, because mm-hmm. um, there's one planet called uh, Jabim in the old canon, where it was essentially the Star Wars version of Vietnam, where, like, pretty much every Jedi who went there died apart from Anakin, um... They were there to, like, fund a uh, rebel group, and it they ended up losing, and they were supposed to take refugees, and Anakin took his clones and literally force-choked someone from getting on the uh, escape pod. And, like, the entire planet hated Skywalkers from there on out. Like, Luke showed up to try and get them for the rebellion, and they almost executed him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we've got a little bit of a touchy history here. <laughs> uh. 
your father left us all to die. <laughs> Even though we were promised to be saved. Like, like uh. new canon, there's still some good stuff, like the stuff that happens on Umbra and uh, Anakin, Ahsoka, and Obi-Wan going to um, Mortis, where they have to deal with the father, the son, and the daughter. But mm, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would be, it'd be really, like, there's just, that's the thing that's going to stink, especially with something that's been around for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be so many what-if scenarios. Like, yeah. what if instead they would have gone this route? Yeah. Like, there's, I feel like there's a lot of different things I could have mm-hmm. done with this movie. Yeah. And I feel like, again, one of the biggest missteps was not using Anakin's Force Ghost at all. Because it felt None. like they were building up to it this entire time with... Kylo's uh, entire arc being around wanting to be a better version of Vader. Yeah. They couldn't have even gotten him to just stand with Luke and Leia when they're on Tatooine. Like, that pissed that, me off. I'm like, and Anakin, and Anakin. Literally. That's the original Skywalker. That's the original Skywalker. It Literally, have him standing there would be solidifying the entire fact. Like, everything revolves around him. Yeah. Like, if, like, Luke wasn't the one that saved the galaxy at the end of episodes it was it was it was, it was he brought Anakin. balance to the force and the only reason he was that weak is because his his suit was made to basically yeah be Pal- owned by palpatine's palpatine. advantage yeah. yeah yeah palpatine literally designed that suit so Anakin could never overthrow him right which <laughs> jokes on yeah. you <laughs> hmm, you don't want me to overthrow you what if i throw you over <laughs> this railing <laughs> the cue the, the curb your enthusiasm thing yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, that, yeah. That, I just felt like that was such a slap in the face. It's like you got you got his voice, like you got yeah. him to to speak dialogue for the you show. Had even been like publicly warming up to him because he was at the most recent celebration. Like he has a picture with Mark Hamill. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. Like why why not get him in this? Because literally, even people who hate the prequels would be like, yeah, that's pretty nice. Like, well, and, and especially because the fact that you kept him out of it, mm-hmm. it makes it seem like his like him eating Palpatine was it means not, nothing. It, yeah. it literally meant nothing because Palpatine just went off and took another body. Mm-hmm. And it's like, did did Vader not know about that? I'm guessing he didn't, but like he knew about the whole Force Ghost thing because he shows up at the end of Jedi, and then we never see him again, even though we see Yoda. Right. It's like, hmm, were you just doing mm-hmm. fan service here? It feels like you were just doing fan service here. Because the movie is predicated upon fan service. Mm-hmm. That would have been the ultimate degree of fan service. Yeah, and it would have been fine. And everybody like, would have loved again, it. Again, there's good and bad fan service. There's good fan service, like most of the Force Awakens is yeah. there for fan service, but it's to get fans back into the fold, and it still made story sense for what they were doing. Well, because the, apart from the fourth Death Star, but well, <laughs> well, and the other thing too that we kind of have to look if we're if we're getting the big picture and about like the direction they took, it's because a lot of people complained about the prequels. Yeah, a lot of people did, even though there was a lot of good stuff with mm-hmm. it. Like the, the fact that that if you brought up prequels, were like, oh, it's not the originals. Yeah. Like it, it was automatically deemed it was some type of lesser quality. Yeah. So they felt like they had to, you know, mm-hmm. elevate the level and mm-hmm. all right, let's let's really draw from these elements of four, five, yeah. and six. Which and is why I like the Force Awakens. If even though it was I episode. didn't have a problem with it, yeah. Yeah. And it had cool stuff too, mm-hmm. like when Kylo stopped a blaster shot. shot. Yeah. I'm like, oh my. Also, like that never comes in again past Force Awakens, now that I'm thinking about it. He never uses it again. Talk about a character that had real like his character development was flawless. Like mm-hmm. him as a character, you can't help but root for him. But his power level, like that's so frustrating in franchises like Transformers, for example. Optimus Prime, they never get his power levels right because it's yeah. like first movie, it's like Megatron mops the floor, floor with, with him. him. The second movie, 
Prime is God, and then like you know, wait, the, which Transformer movies are we the, talking? The, the second one, so the very like no, like Michael Bay or the uh, the Michael Bay ones. Well, no, the um, second one is when he dies. He dies, but and he then comes but, back. Yeah. But he's in the forest with all with like mm-hmm. Megatron and all those other Decepticons, Starscream and, and he yeah. fights them all single handedly and just gets cheap mm-hmm. shotted by Starscream. Like, and then at the end because he gets Starscream <laughs> because like, <laughs> master. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and then at the end he fights on the pyramids and he's like wearing the the um, um, jetpack. Yeah. Yes, and he just tanks yeah. that other dude like. That that like that's the kind of thing like Kylo from the very get go. But like these are also the Michael Bay Transformers movies. <laughs> like there was no script for the second one. Like let, let's not go that far and say the Star Wars movies were. Like, that don't mention bad. his name here. <laughs> well, well, it's just it's just a problem that comes in a lot of these yeah. these series. It's like trying to balance their power level because from the get go, it's like he stopped a blaster shot midair. Oh my! And the fact that he loses a saber battle to Ray mm-hmm. is like. Oh come on! I don't care how much. Yeah. It's so stupid to go with that reasoning to why Ray is so strong with everything because Palpatine wasn't good with a blade. Yeah. Well, so like not that he fair, wasn't not that he wasn't good. But, I was gonna say to be fair to Ray, she has had to grow up like on the streets and defend herself from a young age. Right. So I could see herself holding her own with. Uh, but she fought with a staff. And yeah. it's like, then she just picks up a saber and now she's good with it. Also, it's like, Kylo did, you know, get shot by Chewie. That's and true. Like, with the a bowcaster. A bowcaster bolt is nothing to laugh at. Like, like that was blowing nothing. stormtroopers up. So, I, I still, I just had such a problem with, with, even, even with those odds in his favor. Like, Kylo Ren was trained. Like, he was in training. Yeah. And not just by Luke, but also by Snoke. I, don't know. I feel like. There's a bit of a justification just because he was also emotionally like destroyed by killing Han at yeah. that point. Like there were a bunch of factors that you could say, okay, Ray could believably get the advantage here. Right. Um, it's just from a technical standpoint, he just had so much going for him. And then the second movie, you have the dyad going on, and then mm-hmm. he, him, and Ray basically kind of cancel out. And then yeah. after that, he doesn't really have any more chances to kind of yeah. show off his power. And then in the third movie. He wrecks. Like, the yeah. third movie, he slaps. Mm-hmm. Like, when he's looking for the holocron at first. Yeah. Which, what a stupid oh. name. What do they call it? A Sith Finder device? Yeah. Or Wayfinder. Wayfinder. Oh, my gosh. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Just call it a holocron. It's, just make it an actual holocron. Just like, please. Because the entire point of holocrons was that they could transfer, you know, data. Just have it be a little holocron crystal. He had to pop in, like, a Sith holocron. Right. And, and we all know holocrons are all about pointing directions mm-hmm. somewhere. It's like... And teaching lessons and all the like, yeah, it's oh like God. it's like what a <laughs> stupid name for it. It was like this looks awfully familiar, like a Sith holocron, like exactly like a Sith holocron. Oh my gosh, that was so. But yeah, he was wrecking. I would have loved to see more of him just like wrecking up planets Dude, on that. Yeah, on that first planet when he's just walking through the forest, just wrecking like, down those hermits, mm-hmm. and then when he fights Ray, he is. Yeah, not losing I that battle. We'll say I love how they used their force connection to like flip up. Well, at least in that first fight where they were in two completely different locations, and it showed like, oh, they see each other still, right? And the environments are interacting and flipping in between reality, right? Well, and, yeah, the like the dyad really had a huge mm-hmm. part of it, and like the chemistry between Ray and Kylo was definitely a like yeah. a like a, a crown jewel of this third mm-hmm. of the of this. Uh, I was going to say I don't by the love story but they did have a very well established relationship of going back and forth between you know the first movie they kind of hate it they hate each other then they connected and understood each other more and then in the third movie they're 
dealing with. Well, and then it plays into the ending too. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, the dyad was so powerful and that was their X factor. It's like, you know, the dyad helped Kylo own Mm -hmm. the Knights of Ren single-handedly. And I wish we could have gotten more information about them. Especially because it was implied that the Knights of Ren were... They were at the academy with mm-hmm. Kylo. Uh, so actually, they weren't, according to a um, comic book. Like they've been around for a while. Kylo just knew about them because he and Luke like hunted them down. Oh, um, okay. Again, like we need more of a backstory because I haven't even read because the way because the way the movie went, it made it seem like, especially because you know the visions that she had and everything. Yeah. But it seemed like he took a number of of. Uh, um, uh, apprentices uh, yeah, yeah. Pretend, apprentices with him after he fled mm-hmm. and you yeah know. the visual dictionary doesn't really help there it just shows that like every single one of them has the edgiest backstory ever <laughs> like like goth uh you know one of them has like an old death trooper helmet um as yeah. like his mask another one it's like yeah he has a cleaver just so he can kill more people it's like <laughs> Yeah, I'm reading it. I'm like, oh, they were stretching for this. Well, and I'm okay with them not using not using sabers. Like, mm-hmm. I was totally okay with that. But yeah, but uh, dude, they didn't do a single thing. It was like Captain Phasma all over mm-hmm. again. Like, like going back to Chewie's like fake out death. There was no reason for him to leave that ship. Like, they came up with the most. Oh, you need to get Ray's attention, not because we need you to move to a set piece or anything. <sighs> it was so ridiculous. Man, that was a huge letdown because mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to the Knights of Ren yeah. just pulling up and mm-hmm. being like, sorry, we're kind of like badass yeah. here and good luck. Hey, you remember the Praetorian Guard? It took you a while to defeat. Like, we're 10 times worse than them. Like, yeah. easily. Yeah, that was so mm-hmm. frustrating. So, like, another point of the movie where, like, the happy go lucky people who saw it were like, yeah, it's great. It's the best one of the series. It's like, I find it very hard to agree with that because. Mm. Stuff like that. Like, I just feel like the way that they edited the movie mm-hmm. and how much stuff, like how many scene changes they had, how many how many setting changes yeah. they had, and, and all these. And, like, ha- the first half of the movie, it felt like half the scenes were cut off, like, five seconds too early. Like, you yeah. got no atmosphere for any of these places. It just None. felt like another set piece where Star Wars is always probably itself. Even the prequels, like, each location, each planet has its own culture and own people, and you get a sense of it whenever you're there. Right. Well, and you get the little droid who ends up ultimately knowing... Dio, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, he's... You know, you get that. that. That's the only reason he's there. Like, yeah. And to sell toys. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And Babu Frick. Mm-hmm. Babu Frick was funny. Babu Frick was nice. He was C-3PO had some good comedic lines in this. <laughs> Wait, well, I thought of another solution. <laughs> and it was hilarious, too, how, you know, that's the only language he can't speak, considering he can li- he's programmed to speak. Well, he can speak it. He just couldn't. Oh, he couldn't. He was his programming he, was his programming it. forbade him from trans or uh, from letting anyone else know what it said because of like some Senate resolution, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like that. That sounds like I think about that when I'm encountering a problem. Like I have some really mm-hmm. bullshit reason that I can't get this fixed, and that seems like it was like that's kind of funny. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, especially when he finally does read it and his eyes turn red and mm-hmm. he and he's just like all monotone like. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Cool. Sweet. Well, oh, man. So, I have mixed feelings about them wiping his memory because it comes back. Like, so much oh. of this is like, oh, death fake out, but they're not dead. 
We swear. But um, wait, they're not. There's more. Like, because they teased you with the line, I'm taking one last look at my friends. And I thought it was going to be him having to access his memory banks from, like, the prequels or from, you know, the original trilogy. And he was seeing a vision of, you know, Anakin. Everyone. Or, like, everyone he's... Because him and R2 had interacted with almost every major character in the series. Yeah. And him just looking at them and it's like, we need to, you know, you're not going to be able to see this again because of whatever story reason they were going to implement. Um, and I was like, oh, that's going to be like a heart-wrenching scene. But nope, it's just, you know, oh, I'm taking one last look at, you know, these people I really haven't adventured with in these movies. Well, and especially because didn't he say that it's really risky anyway? Like, he didn't trust R2. Yeah, but that's more just the fact, like, he and R2 have bickered ever since the first movie. Yeah, it just, it felt like a cop-out. Also, it's like, dude, like, let him die. Also, like... like He's like, oh, R2's memory banks are notoriously bad. And I'm like, okay, but like he remembers the prequels and you don't. So it it might, again, that might play into more the fact 3PO's had his memory wiped so many times that he doesn't trust R2 just because he's like, oh, I've known R2 my entire life, but I don't remember these things. He must be malfunctioning. Yeah, yeah. I just, oh, that was just another aspect. Yeah. It was just like, oh, come on. Also, can we talk about the fact that apparently the Emperor made like thousands of star destroyers with like no one realizing it and was able to make all of them death stars <laughs> yeah mobile like, like yeah yeah you take star destroyers and add mm-hmm. the artillery on them to destroy yeah, planets. when that happened i'm like okay this is stupid but if this is building toward a space battle this is going to be like return of the jedi on steroids where you had that tension of oh that thing can wipe us out if it gets a shot in we need to you know run away i'm like oh those star destroyers aren't do- doing anything cool cool, cool. Like, oh thank goodness they're not gonna fly out yet <laughs> <laughs> well and especially because they had them all manned and yeah. everything which i would assume he probably would just use clones maybe yeah i i'll just i'll just write it off as oh he you know kidnapped kids and just made massive clones upon clones uh, but. okay so two things from that part uh the whole operation where they assemble a ground team mm-hmm. to go disable the satellite or the yeah. the beacon, and then they're like, "Oh, guess what? We d- we don't we don't have to go on the ground, but we're we're just gonna land on the also, ship." Also, the fact that like the they left the beacon tower still up and didn't like give it a parting shot just in case they yeah that's the whole thing. It's like okay, why don't you just shoot a bomb down there, or mm-hmm. why don't you just take a shot at it? Like I don't understand the whole point of getting on the ground, yeah. especially with star destroyers who yeah. are very much aware of your presence. I mean, I can understand and the, tie fighters. I was gonna say I can understand the ground team just because trying to get a spaceship down there, they would keep getting sniped most likely. That's so true. They need but aerial with the tie coverage. fighters. Yeah. I mean, the thing is. The Star Destroyers are, like, yeah, they're a problem, but you know inside every Star Destroyer, there's probably hundreds of TIE Fighters, mm-hmm. maybe thousands. Yeah. Like, that fleet alone, like, no yeah, way It feels more Earth. like they just, you know, copy it. They originally had five Star Destroyers, and they're like, no, this is intense enough. We need 20,000. <laughs> but, yeah. sir, this kind of ruins the final act because all they could do is just take a shot and everyone... All they could do is take a shot and everyone would be screwed. No, we need tension. <laughs> They're like, we need all of them. I will say I can't wait to see the How It Show ended for this. Oh, my gosh. It's it, it's going to be off the charts. Yeah. But, oh, okay, so then with horses, I don't know what the the fascination is with, like, mounted animals. And, you know, the last movie mm-hmm. we had, you know, on the uh, casino yeah. planet. Uh. And then on this one, they're like, we're just going to ride woolly horses. I was going to say, like, I understand the woolly horses just because they could jam the speeders, any speeders they brought, but you can't jam organics. But like, I'm like, 
Why? I feel like we wouldn't hate as much if they didn't have the Canto Bite stuff in episode eight. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But then, you know, and then Finn shoots the hole in the, uh, shoots the, ho- the hole in the hole. Yeah. And uh, just the whole time I was like, is he finally going to die? Is he finally going to have a heroic death? death. Yeah. Because he had multiple times. He could have easily mm-hmm. bit the dust. Like episode eight, I think it would have been great if he yeah. would have saved the day. Regardless of Luke popping up and everything like that, like, mm-hmm. that would have been a cool send off with him flying yeah. into that that breaching device, mm-hmm. and you know there it is, or him taking the final shot on the Star Destroyer, yeah. and then oh no, it's going down, and the fact that the Millennium Falcon too, when that was shot, like the Millennium Falcon didn't even move mm-hmm. while like the ship's descending. And the Millennium Falcon holds the same position. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, this doesn't make any sense. Like you should be going down with the ship to make sure Finn makes it. Like there was just too many parts of that. It was like, Oh, please just make this stop. It's (laughs) so stupid. I literally don't care about these people now. And the fact you have tie fighters all around you. Yeah. Well, it felt like the um, one shot where he and, um, the other former stormtrooper chick were like in the middle of a bunch of blast fire and not getting hit. I'm like, nothing. Did, did they just, you know, activate God mode or like what and, the hell? And there's no, there's like no cover. Yeah. There's like a couple like blocks that they hide behind, but it's like, they're like, there's no cover. This is really tense. And I'm like, not really. Like I know stormtroopers have bad aim, but come on guys. Oh, and how like weird was that scene at the end with her and Lando? So apparently there's a scene where it's revealed. She's his daughter and it got, cut and so now it's just this weird thing of okay is that your daughter are you trying to like are you trying to score are you trying to score with someone who's like two-thirds of your or a third of your age super young yeah well and then the yeah lando being at the burning man festival was so ridiculous Mm -hmm. and it's like why aren't you rallying the troops right now oh oh, we want to copy paste last jedi (laughs) or not last jedi return of the jedi cool yeah we're like oh my gosh like lando like lando himself i was like yeah but like He's General Calrissian. Like, everybody was like, oh, my gosh, General Calrissian. Wow, this is huge. But, like, okay, why didn't you do anything with that? The only thing he was there for was throw off a couple one-liners, show up when Leia dies, and rally the rest of the galaxy because apparently he has the most broken charisma stat. (laughs) Yeah, why didn't that happen at the end of episode eight? Eight. Yeah. Where the whole thing is like, we are literally down to our last person and the Resistance is not going to die here. It's like, well, apparently the Resistance was alive and well because Lando was able to just go and be like, help! Yeah, because like and it makes, literally thousands from a story of ships point of view, like they're like, okay, we're down to our last person, but we can stop the first order here. No, we're, we're not going to uh, help you because you're kind of screwed. We're just going to toil away under another empire. End of Rise of Skywalker. Okay, they literally could kill any planet that rises up in rebellion. Yeah, we're going to sacrifice ourselves for this. This is much better odds. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Palpatine's back. It's fine. <laughs> No, we're good. The one person everyone in the galaxy feared is back. Yeah, we're going to fight against him this time. Yeah, I think we'll fight. Yeah, there's hope this time. Yeah. They just want to make you feel small. They yeah. want to make you feel worthless. It's like, oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. Sure. Wait, Lando's back? I have a chance here if we survive this. <laughs> yeah, that... Oh, my gosh. That was... That was ridiculous. All right, so here's Hey, the Cap, other. I mean, uh, Poe, on your left. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. On your left. Yeah, that was definitely a very reminiscent of okay. Endgame. Yeah. Um, here's the other thing that I've kind of thought about the movie that really kind of grinds my gears. 
uh, a la uh, Peter Griffin. You don't really grind my gears. gears. Here's one thing that takes me off, and this ties into another thing we talked about pre-recording too. It's about like politics and the political climate. So there's a there's a heavy amount of conflict between our in our modern society between progressives and boomers, okay, boomer, mm-hmm. and all that stuff where it ties into, um, you know, like a lot of the LGBT and things of that nature, and diversity and Me Too and empowerment, and there's a lot of conflict that's up in the air with that right now. And the movie has this overarching theme that's like clear as day, where at the end you have a woman, a Latino, a black guy, an Asian. All generations, all types supposed to be coming together to defeat something. Right, and it's them beating a bunch of white men, because yeah. it's Palpatine and every single official in the mm-hmm. in the last order is a white dude. Yeah. I'm okay with the theme. I'm total I'm mm-hmm. I'm actually like yeah, I think this is great that we tell everybody about diversity. And it's not just yeah. it's not just reading a script in like your workplace saying it's good to be diverse and we accept everybody regardless of what background mm-hmm. they come from. But it's cool to have that in Star Wars of yeah. all things. The pinnacle of American mm-hmm. media, cinema, all that. Yeah. Whereas I, like the argument every Trekkie has had against Star Wars is well, it doesn't include, you know, a utilitarian vision of the future where everyone's included. It's you right. know yeah. But what gets me is that it, it ties in with the poor character development of this new trope of characters besides Kylo Ren, but he's technically part of the bad guys for most of the movie. And it really undervalues the statement of what minorities and people who are disadvantaged in a lot of these scenarios, what they go through mm-hmm. and what makes them badass people from the get go. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, you know, like Latinos have to grind to get here because they have to, you know, go through coyotes mm-hmm. to get here. And there's human trafficking and yeah. drugs and the country they come from is riddled with violence everywhere. And then they face a bunch of challenges when they get here. And then because we, right. there's all and the sorts challenges of, never leave. I was yeah. going to say that's been a problem. We could get into a whole topic of how that's been a problem with America ever since the beginning. You have to be ever since. Yeah. Right. Right. Like the <laughs> just ra- ask the Irish or <laughs> the racism wave is not, it's, no. it's not exclusive. When, to it, a time when it comes towards immigrants, it just depends on who's the, uh, it cracked like Italians. Yeah. yeah. Italians got really bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were discriminated. The Irish did. Heavily. The, uh, Asian community did. Yeah. Latino is same shit. And tournament camps for yeah. Japanese. Yeah. We yeah. did that. Yep. We had them like, mm-hmm. You know, Native Americans. Oh, Germans had a shit time of it from World War One, World War Two, like afterwards. Yeah. yeah, and so that that's the thing that kind of bothers me is you get somebody like Ray who, mm-hmm. okay, besides the nuances of her Palpatine origin, one of the main criticisms about her character is she doesn't really have any any steep challenges yeah. she has to overcome. But oh, she's a woman, so it's all good. Yeah, or, like I like her as a character because she does have a good heart and she endeavors to be a Jedi. It's and she is the embodiment of good. She yeah. always is drawn towards doing the right yeah, thing, which no has always what. been like. We haven't really had a Star Wars protagonist like that because even like Luke, Luke whines like all the fucking time. And all the, the time. <laughs> Anakin's worse. Um, oh my gosh! And, sand, sand. I don't like sand. It's coarse, <laughs> rough, and irritating. And it gets everywhere. And like having someone who's generally good and trying to do right by everyone around her is nice. But 
you know, thinking back on it, she doesn't take any damage in this movie. None. Like, and it doesn't feel like there's any sort of stakes when she's in something until that Palpatine fight. Yeah. Like the Palpatine fight is where everything, it comes down to Mm -hmm. it, but like she doesn't sustain any mortal injuries. Like, you know, at least her hand didn't get cut off. Yeah. Finally, finally, we didn't have a hand get cut <laughs> yeah, off. I know. Thank goodness. Oh my How gosh! Unoriginal. Like the entire trilogy, no one's hand got cut off. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. Another great part of this trilogy. Well, no, no, sorry. Snoke's both his arms got cut oh, off. Oh yeah, he right, got cut yeah. in half. But right, right. Snoke. You got, know, we didn't have robot arms again. Snoke got dissected. Oh, and whatever happened to three PO before Episode Seven? You yeah. probably didn't recognize me because of the red arm. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, those are the types of things that we get down to, to where Mm -hmm. the characters, it was just they were good and they got through any Mm -hmm. type of grind because they were good. And, like, the losses, they didn't really sustain any type of mortal injury. Like, yeah, Poe, okay. Got shot in the shoulder in this one. Like, uh, Finn's spine got severed. But, yeah, like, but you get those things. But, like, they, they just they were good because they were mm-hmm. good and it, it nothing was re- like okay Finn we knew because he was a disenfranchised stormtrooper but like they were brainwashed from birth and they overcame that but there was no follow up to that there was no okay I killed innocent people like I, how can you call me a hero when I've done all these terrible things right like I just that's a chief complaint mm-hmm. that a lot of people have about the new films and you know, Rose was easily the worst character mm-hmm. they had. And everybody's like, she's annoying. Whoa. Like, and I, t- I mean, I agree. I don't use that as justification for like all the hate the actress got. Unfortunately. That's yeah. yeah. Kelly that, Tran did put up with a lot of bull crap. Oh, like, like Star Wars actors. Racist. I was going to say Star Wars actors have put up with a lot of shit. Like the kid who played Anakin in episode one, like quit acting afterwards. Cause everyone hated him. Like Man. Hayden Christensen, like got terrible. Hayden stuff. Christensen yeah. got a lot of crap thrown mm-hmm. his way. Like that happens, and that's that's completely undeserved. Mm-hmm. I just the the whole theme when diversity isn't given the proper treatment, mm-hmm. the message is just it, it's, it, it's just not as impactful. Yeah. And it and it and it, it, a lot of the people who aren't on the progressive train, mm-hmm. they have they don't see any reason to jump yeah. on. If anything, they feel empowered by the message because yeah. they're like, you just see it. They're just they're spoon fed everything. Mm-hmm. It's just because she's a chick, she's good, and it's like. No, it's not yeah. because of that. Like, dude, women have had to put up with so much fundamental bullcrap. On the- a flip side, something that does that really well is HBO's Watchmen. Like, it does a point of making sure you know the history of why, you know, this is a ditch- disenfranchised class and why they're badass right. for overcoming it. Right, and it's just a good element of storytelling, yeah. too. Like, like, man, your heart just wrenches when you mm-hmm. think about the crap that these people went through. Like, you know, one of the reasons The Godfather is so impactful is because they take the time to go back mm-hmm. to their humble beginnings in Sicily or when they had just moved in and mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and uh, Don Corleone couldn't get any work. And... I was going to say, I've never seen Godfather, actually. Oh, well, it's definitely worth yeah, it. Yeah, I've, I've heard that, yeah. But that's what really adds into mm-hmm. the fact that, like, you respect this man and he's so revered uh-huh. because it's not just because he decided one day that he's going to be a powerful mob boss. Mm-hmm. It's because... He was in the shit. And like when he came to the United States, he was, you know, he was, he couldn't speak Mm -hmm. a word. He was sick and all this stuff. And his parents were killed before he could Mm -hmm. get sent out and he made it. And you don't really get that vibe with this, with this new trope. Yeah. So you don't. And like on the flip side with Anakin, he was a former slave and that's kind of the driving motivation of his character and why he wanted to be a Jedi because he wanted to end slavery. And 
they do a lot more with that in Clone Wars, but you still understand like why he's more drawn to the dark because the Jedi, he finds out, oh, they, they really don't care. They just want to maintain status quo in the Republic. So we watched episode one. Yeah. John and I are, are going through and watching him again. So, okay. Do you think Qui-Gon purposefully, like, because he he could have influenced, uh, what's his name, Watto? Is that- Watto. He could have influenced him a little more and been like, Jedi mind trick. Uh, well, it's established uh, Transdotians are immune to Jedi mind tricks. Because he well, tries we to go. use it, um, and he's like, no, you will sell this to me for credits. And he's like, no, I won't. Uh, what are you trying to do? Some sort of Jedi mind trick. Or do, But do you think that because of the... Even though it is Qui-Gon who was deemed like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like hard-headed and yeah. not really a conformist... But do you think he was just following the mold because he's like, well, I don't want Anakin to get distracted by his mom and he can't he can't become a Jedi mm-hmm. master if his mom's in the picture. Do you think he just gave up or do you think it was actually like I think it was more he couldn't find a way to save them both because he really he mentions like he really wanted to. And the only reason he wanted Anakin over the mother was because he believed him to be the chosen one. Yeah. Um, and Qui-Gon was very much not a normal Jedi. Absolutely because, not. Like, Obi-Wan mentions they would have made you a master if you didn't argue with them about everything. <laughs> um, a book I just got is Master and Apprentice, which goes back to like Obi-Wan serving under Qui-Gon. And mm-hmm. there's a quote on the back that says, Obi-Wan, I don't serve, um, I don't serve the light side of the Force because uh, tradition dictates it. I don't serve it because... I'm supposed to. I serve it because it's the light. It's because he was woke. He was woke. He's the only one who learned how to live beyond death. So, <laughs> or the one who discovered it. So, yeah. So, did Sifo Dyas? Because Sifo Dyas was his. Sifo Dyas was just like another Jedi master. He, but he because Dooku was no Dooku was Yoda's apprentice. Dooku was Yoda's apprentice. But then Dooku du- no Dooku was just trained, a friend of of Qui Gon. No, right? Dooku trained Qui Gon. Oh, that's right. That's and right. And then uh, Qui Gon trained uh, Obi Wan. And then, but Qui Gon found out about the Force Ghost stuff on his own. Like, on his own. On his because own. Because he was because the Jedi weren't interested in it. The Jedi at that point had become kind of had their heads up their own asses. At that point, they're like, oh, we need to follow tradition, and you know. Don't fuck around. <laughs> and we are guardians of the peace for the Republic. And, you know, the outer world can, or outer rim can fuck off. Well, and it's, yeah, that, but isn't that interesting, though, how it shows kind of the arbitrary nature of the order and yeah. all the shortcomings that came with mm-hmm. it because of that stuff? Yeah, like, which is why Luke was like, we need to stop this. He's like, they're a bunch of silly virgins. <laughs> you, <laughs> you literally couldn't tell the Dark Lord of the Sith was running the Republic. He literally hinted at it so many times in those movies, too. Yeah. Like, you just got that yeah. vibe around him. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, Yo would always say, like, oh, cloudy it is. Like, yeah. oh, the dark side clouds our vision. Yeah. But then you get, like, you get Dooku mm-hmm. in the interrogation scene with Obi-Wan. And he's like, what if I told you the Darth Lord was running the Senate the whole time? And Obi-Wan's like, no, impossible. It's yeah, like, because the Jedi was so confident that they had they protected, eradicated them. They eradicated them and it protected the Republic for so long. There is no way someone could slip in and be that powerful. Which is funny because it's like, why should you, the Guardians of the Light Side, be around when the Dark Side's not around? It's well, like, yeah. It's like, actually, I think, think it kind of am. Mm-hmm. Probably is around. Yeah, I do like the fact they're like we're guardians of the peace. We're not warriors. Then why do you have lightsabers? <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
you're definitely warriors. <laughs> yeah. On the fact that when a war started, they were all commanding generals, mm-hmm. and and they're like, no, stop, we don't want to. We're just going to slaughter all these droids. <laughs> My little brother brought up a funny point. I, I can't remember if he found it from like the Empire Did Nothing Wrong mm-hmm. subreddit. Probably. But he was talking about He's like, you know what? If you think about the moral implications between each side, he's like, the Republic and the Jedi were actually kind of screwed up because they sent, even though the clones were clones, they still experienced a broad range of mm-hmm. emotions and they sent them in to get killed versus the droids were just parts. Well, I mean, there is a whole argument in the Star Wars universe whether or not droids are sentient. That's true, but they they are always kind of treated. Mm-hmm. So that that ties into uh, uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. I was going to bring up the Mandalorian because we kind of got off of you know Ray just like having no struggle. She has to follow her any real struggle she's faced as a character. Um, then we got to Luke or uh, Anakin being a former slave. Luke was a former moisture farmer, late raised on Tatooine. He kind of has seen he hadn't seen that much struggle, but once he got out there in the world, like. After he blew up the Death Star, no one knew who he was. He couldn't be like, I'm the hero of the Repu- or of the uh, Rebellion. He still had to make a name for himself. Mandalorian is a compelling character because he had a shitty childhood, was brought in by Death Watch, which was essentially a terrorist yes. group, and had to make his own way, and nothing was handed to him, whereas Rey has everything kind of... And that's you know. the tough love culture that they yeah. have. That- oh, Mandalorian culture is hardcore. Yeah. yeah. This like straight up, and then that's totally embodied in the scene when they're bickering right mm-hmm. in front of the Smith. Yeah, and you know they're they're like fighting each other, pulling out knives. And yeah, she it literally yeah. does nothing. She just is minding her business. Mm-hmm. And then this is the way. This <laughs> is the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's that's why the Mandalorian has just such a cool character. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's touch on that, dude. All right, Mandalorian. <sighs> At least we have the Mandalorian. At least we have the Mandalorian. <laughs> the one thing to be, bring the Star Wars community back together. <laughs> one of my buddies put like, <laughs> like he joked about, it. I posted kind of a, uh, a lot of my stuff that I post online, a lot of times just to troll and kind of stir mm-hmm. the pot. And so one of my put like, may 2019 be known as the year that original storytelling died and visual effects were cranked up to an 11. Yeah. One of my buddies commented on that after that. And he said, Help us, Mandalorian. You're our only hope. I will say, I will give this to uh, the new trilogy. They did go back to the handmade puppetry and go using those old school effects. Yes, that did that did help out. Mm-hmm. Well, and the fact that you know you had an episode like episode seven, you have Kylo stopping a blaster shot. Yeah. You have in episode eight, you mm-hmm. have um, oh, what is it? What was the cool um episode? Oh, uh, the Holdo maneuver. Yes, the yeah. Holdo Hodor. Um, Hold I do like that they mentioned, yeah, that was a one in a million shot. We can't just be, you know, kamikaze all these Star Destroyers. <laughs> yeah, they're like, don't give us any ideas. Yeah. The resistance turns into the rising sun symbol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, but then episode nine, you have the Palpatine mm-hmm. scene. You have the Maelstrom. Mm-hmm. Oh, just the visuals are just so incredible. There's a lot of good stuff mm-hmm. that came out of it, but man, man, Mandalorian, Mandalorian. was just so good. Pedro Pascal finally learning his lesson from Game of Thrones. Always wear a damn helmet. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? Yeah. Just so funny. 
Yeah, I I liked it how in, the, how in this most recent episode you like you get to see, see him face. take his and helmet off. It's just like oh, he's a regular guy. We're not making it some like momentous occasion where he's you know yeah you're like Brad oh. Pitt or something under there. He's just a yeah, guy. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. I'm like oh there there he is. There okay he is. cool. And, and like, then IGA slowly puts his hands <laughs> around his head, <laughs> crinkles his face. He's like I'm here to nurse and protect. <laughs> You are a threat to the child. <laughs> yeah. Um, the IG-11 was really good. I mm-hmm. think the characters in this one were really cool yeah. because you had Quill, um, Cara Dune, who mm-hmm. I think was probably the weakest out of all of them. Maybe, but she was still compelling as like a shock Super trooper. Cool. Who, she's like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, and she shows, like, that's the thing. It, it, it shows that these characters were truly shaped by their past. Yeah. Like, and no one's one-dimensional in this show. Not Except at Except the Stormtroopers, but they don't last for long. Well, and even not. I enjoy, as much as I don't enjoy the Scout Troopers, you know, bopping the baby Yoda on the Unbelievable. <laughs> Full-blown shots. Yeah. Um, but, like, the fact that they're like, why are our superiors just killing us? Like, like, wait, 12? He just killed kill- a bunch of people? Oh. They're like, oh, he's in one of his moods. <laughs> and they're like, okay, why don't we like triple check what we're supposed to do then? What have have we gotten confirmation? Well, he just killed a guy for interrupting him, so <laughs> Do you think that uh do you think the bops on Baby Yoda had to do with the, maybe they were savvy to how old he was? Because he was nah. a, he was fifty. Yeah. Maybe they were maybe they were privy to some I information. I don't think so because they're like, oh, this I just has to see be it. A, this has to be a pet or something. Like I have no idea what this is. Oh, that, so yeah, I mean, well, because mm-hmm. you know people beat up animals all the time because it's a yeah. lower life form in their yeah. opinion, and so also like um, again something they could have done with the new Star Wars trilogy if they wanted to really show people overcoming strife. Empire was hella racist, like exterminated alien races and enslaved them just for being alien and non-human. They could have had like a main character who wasn't human. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. That's another mm-hmm. funny thing that I thought about too. It's like you have droids and then you have Chewbacca, but then after that, it's everybody's a human. human. Everyone. It's like mm-hmm. uh. That's why Ahsoka's kind of a cool character yeah. because past season two of Clone Wars. <laughs> well, and, and, uh, and, and Yoda and Yoda. Yoda yeah. yeah. Yoda's the other one, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the frog sage dude. Yeah. But that, but, but the characters in this one were so cool. Like mm-hmm. grieve dude. when you found out he was a magistrate, yeah. like disgraced magistrate, yeah. but it makes sense because his dialogue, you're like, this doesn't yeah. sound like a dude who runs a, runs a guild. Like, yeah. He former disgraced magistrate decides to run the bounty hunters guild. That's the best thing to do. And he's all he's not searching for his own angle. He's just searching for what's going to benefit the guild the best. Yeah. Yeah. So because the guild's always that but it's cool mm-hmm. to, to watch how the conflict with him trying to balance the benefits of the guild yeah. along with this isn't right. Yeah. Like, that child healed me last mm-hmm. night. This is something special. Yeah. This is something bigger than just me and my <laughs> Do guild. Do the magic hand thing. <laughs> Coos. <laughs> well, like, also, I enjoy, because I don't think they address this in any canon properties yet, the fact that, like, the Empire pretty much ran the Bounty Hunters Guild. There was a mutual understanding that you do these contracts for us and wipe out the resistance and we won't, you know, right. prosecute that was, you. That was the top yeah. hall, was getting that child. Mm-hmm. One question I had is who had possession? Do you think were they just like random people who had a possession of the child, or do you think they had some ties to the resistance? Uh, I don't know. Again, like it's kind of weird to think about. It's kind of because if yeah. so, it was something I'm, that I'm valuable. guessing it will be more explained in season two because this 
instead of just having like a pilot episode, this felt like a pilot season. If we're setting up all of these threads we want to explore, right? C- kind of like season one of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> well, at least we have the books to never come out. <laughs> right. I just hope he doesn't kick the bucket. Before. I mean, he's only you know in his seventies. Oh my gosh! Don't I think. tell me that. Don't yeah. tell me that. <laughs> he looks like he's in his nineties, but <laughs> dude. Anyway. They the characters were really mm-hmm. really like IG eleven um the um the heist the 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 prison break yeah Bill Burr in a Star Wars series oh man uh, just being Bill Burr I was like a stormtrooper yeah. wise ass <laughs> and he makes the joke about the Gungans yeah you're like Whoa. <laughs> or the guy who did you watch uh, Sons of Anarchy no but I know that the uh, guy who like yeah put Mark together, Mark Boone yeah. Jr yeah Bobby Munson's in mm-hmm. there you're like what. Uh, the X-Wing pilots at the end of that episode were Dave Fialini. Um, yes. Yeah. So they were the three main directors for this season. Yes. You were like, yeah. oh, they're in this mm-hmm. too. You know, it would have been cool to have a Favreau cameo. Yeah. I, I, I feel like maybe that's something. We'll There's see in the one coming one. up at some point, probably. And he's like, he's a good actor um, too. The uh, New Republic pilot they end up killing who sets off the signals, Anakin's voice actor from the Clone Wars. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. You have that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're and you know, the fact that they got Giancarlo Esposito, who's a great villain in yeah. any show, that's the thing. He, and that's the main villain. And with his get up and the fact he has a dark saber, I'm pretty sure he's trying to turn himself into a new Darth Vader. Yeah. That's why he wants the child to just like you know, take the Maycalorians and transfer it to himself. Make him the powerful dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, Giancarlo Esposito, he's got so many different roles as the bad guy, but like, dude. Breaking Bad. Oh, Breaking Bad is like the definitive. Breaking Bad's good. Did you ever watch The Get Down on Netflix? No. The Get Down's really cool. It talks about the early days of rap, mm-hmm. and one of the guys, he has his girlfriend, and he's the dad. He's like this hyper-religious pastor, Yeah, but he's like incredibly abusive, and he's a dick, mm-hmm. and he's basically pissing on his daughter's dream. And it's all because it's like... Well, after abusive, I imagined he was going to be literally pissing on his daughter. <laughs> something on his daughter. You're just like, uh... No, <laughs> I'm it, like, oh, no. You're like, oh, no, he, no. He never, he never, he never uh, mm-hmm. did a, pulled an R. Kelly, but... Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, he did... But it's definitely a different type of villainy mm-hmm. where it's the piousness behind yeah. it. it. to where Or the piety to where he is like, oh, because God said so, mm. and you're so disrespectful, yeah. and... You know, all that stuff. It was a really cool kind of a, you know, I've mm-hmm. never seen him not be a bad guy in a show, yeah. but it's not just a one dimensional bad guy. It's he's got mm-hmm. these different angles. But yeah. And then in this one, Moff Gideon. Yeah. Someone Ooh. who wants to bring back the Empire very desperately and like controls pretty much everything that's left of it. <laughs> yeah. Like he's the he's the shot caller. Dude, seeing that flame trooper show up was fucking great too. You're just like, oh man. Mm-hmm. But then another aspect of the show, okay, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Stealing like, the show. Stealing the show, not just because he's cute, because he fucking force chokes someone. <laughs> Dude, when that happened, I'm like, oh I literally yelled. I was like, yo, what? <laughs> He choked her. I was waiting for him to break out like force lightning at some point. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? <laughs> and just cooing as he murders hundreds. Oh, he's just so adorable. And like the fact that he lifts up a mud horn. Yeah. And like, you're like what in the world? Like, and it's cool too, because you know that he still, he can still use the force. And yeah. even after they hooked him up to the little contraption yeah. and all that stuff, like 
Baby Yoda was such a cool character. And then, like, yeah, the, the, the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian and, and compelling. And Mando, like, I liked it that he really had, like, he got his butt handed to him yeah. a bunch. I expected him to be, like, this brooding Boba Fett type that could take down anyone. But, no, he, like, had to fight for every inch he got in He picks show. his battles. Yeah. He really does pick and his battles. And as badass as he can be, like, he's mortal. And they sh- definitely oh, yeah. showed it in that finale. 100%. Because yeah. uh, when he was, like, there about to die, I'm like, are they just going to let him die? And, like, Yoda's... The reason it's called the Mandalorian is because it's his legacy and baby Yoda becoming a Mandalorian. Oh, my gosh. That'd be so yeah. lit. Because, like, he's a foundling. He's essentially a Mandalorian at this point or on his path to becoming one. So I'm like... <laughs> Could you imagine yeah. a little baby Yoda helmet oh, with, like, ear great. slot? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... um, it's kind of implied that the Forge Master is uh, Zabrak, like um, Maul, because mm. she has those horns on her helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And I love the fact that they continue the idea that Mandalorians aren't a race, they're a culture. Correct. Right. And they also brought up Mandalore the Great, which is more of a Darth Revan reference, which I'm really hoping they bring up some Old Republic stuff in the future. Even more. That yeah. would be so lit. But they just, the show had such a good job with characters, mm-hmm. um, like core elements of storytelling. Like, I felt like I was watching a Western yeah. half the time, you know, like when they go and they teach the the natives how to mm-hmm. fight. Which is based off of um, it's like Seven, Seven Samurai. Yeah, it's like Seven Samurai, Mag Seven. Yeah. You know, you uh, know. It's Magna- Yeah, Magnificent Seven. Uh, it was also a Clone Wars episode. <laughs> that too. Uh, let's not forget Three Amigos. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you get stuff like that where it's like, holy crap. Like I like the tone of the show, it, it truly follows character. Also, just how great is Pedro Pascal's body language where his helmet feels like it's expressive when it's just a blank sheet of metal. <laughs> like, you can right. tell what he's thinking just based on a few headcocks. <laughs> right, exactly. There's so much more to just him mm-hmm. saying stuff, like the body language yeah. alone. He's, he's more expressive than the uh, CGI lions and lion cats. <laughs> Dude, I loved it too. How they showed like a behind the scenes photo with all the with and all... he still had the helmet on. <laughs> this like, is the this way. Is the, way. <laughs> uh, the Mandalorian TV subreddit has banned any photos of him without his helmet on because this is the way. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! Yeah. The fact that they still have that is dude. Just how so funny. it was also heartbreaking just him getting to the uh, Mandalorians hideout, and he's like, "Okay, they can help us," and just the armor pile, all of it. And so, so the 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 uh, what the the one chick, she made it sound like some the of armorer. them got the armor. She made it sound like some of them got away. Do you think she was like? take your armor off and hide and because this is going to ensure Maybe. that you survive. Um, it, no, I don't think so because Mandalorian culture is you never take the armor right. off. That's what I thought. So it was like, how many of these dudes actually survived? Like, um, know. yeah. So I think it was, some of them may have got away, but she was reforging their armor for the future. Could have been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Could have been a lot. Of it. But I mean, it also makes sense that they would have had mm-hmm. heavy casualties yeah. considering the amount of, Stormtroopers that were on that fucking planet, yeah. Do you think Ham made it out? Heavy artillery? Hopefully. Mandalorian? I hope so. Yeah. Ham his, was so uh, his surname was Fett, actually. No way. Yeah. Ham Fett. Or no, sorry, not Fett. Um, it was um, Vizsla. Uh, like pre-Vizsla from Clone Wars. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Ham. Oh, also, that, that's the one that I loved, though. Also, I'm still interested in who showed up at the end of Episode 5. 
because it wasn't the moth because one his legs were armored and two the moth doesn't have spurs and it was Tatooine and I'm still thinking it's Boba Fett that they're teasing. It would definitely make sense it was Boba. My mm-hmm. first thought I was like, huh, bounty hunter maybe it was um uh what's the guy from uh Clone Wars? Oh, Cad Bane. Cad Bane. But he dies at some point, I think. That's right. Yeah. So it would have to be Boba. Yeah, especially... And it's, it's not outside the realm of possibility mm-hmm. to think he survived a Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Like, like he did in the extended universe. Four times. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and like that's the thing. Mandalorians are resourceful. Like mm-hmm. They have practically every tool at their... Exp- also, at their- like, that feels like the path they're on. Like, okay, this is Mandalorian. He's going against Boba Fett, who the fan community is like, yeah, he's a badass. Like... Yeah, there, it, it's inevitable to mm-hmm. think that there's going to be some type of conflict. Yeah. Maybe where Boba takes a... Boba's going to take, you know, payment mm-hmm. to basically intercept Hunt. the child again. Well, it or, sounds like um, Grief Karga wipes the child and the Mandalorian off of the guild's bounty list. Mm. Um, Mando! I feel like... <laughs> I feel like um, they're going, going to have to fight each other to take the title of Mandalore. Oh, like the yeah. Mandalorians end up going to end up being the head of the Mandalorian people. Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I hope Carl Weathers doesn't die. Yeah, me too. He's kind of old. Yeah. He did really good in this show. Mm-hmm. Way better than I thought he was going to do. Yeah, like, I expected him to kind of be a one-off character. Yeah, but no, he was around for mm-hmm. more than half the series. Yeah. It's crazy. Only eight episodes. Eight yeah. episodes. I was like... Oh, do you think they're going to go, man, that sucks to think about we'd have to wait another year for that yeah. to come for another one. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'll do like six months? I don't know. We'll definitely see because they have to film season two and everything. But and we a, don't want it rushed. We don't want it rushed. But also, dude, Disney Plus doesn't have like another big, big production out yet because they think got about con- Netflix. think about netflix netflix always has mm-hmm. some big thing like they just had the witcher come yeah. out recently well they didn't to start with though now at this point colin and i decided to stop recording i was going to go visit some friends um and meet up with them for dinner and colin was also quite famished himself um so we concluded that we were going to meet back up and finish recording this episode but it happened that his roommate Kent uh, decided to join us, and so we just decided to cap this episode, uh, episode thirty-nine, um, and then we move on to a new episode. Um, it'd be episode forty, where I continue talking with Colin and Kent. Uh, go ahead and check it out.